What is up, everyone? Uh, welcome back. Episode 21. Uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, going to start it off to give you an idea of what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to go into, I'm going to kick it off uh, in a little bit and kind of talk about what's the difference between the 23 and 24 fills. Uh, John is going to talk about its 20th year of uh, Citizens Bank Park. So he's going to uh, lead us on uh, a little bit of a memory lane there. Uh, then we're going to have uh, Mike talking Odellmas of the week. Uh, he's going to talk about spring training, uh, his thoughts on it. Uh, we're going to do some viewer comments as always. And then I'm going to wrap it up with a new segment called What's in the DPF Beer Fridge? Uh, so the first couple things I want to kind of talk about today is this Saturday at Jersey's in Glenside, we are having a, a holiday DPF event. It's pay as you go. Anyone can come. Uh, what we're hoping to do is, uh, there's really three charities we're kind of pushing, um, towards one is, uh, toys for tots. So Alex and Sig, uh, of DPF, uh, created an Amazon wish, wish list. And if you buy it tonight is the last night, uh, if Alex or Sig is on and you could put the, uh, link in the comments here, that'd be awesome. If not, I will definitely post it. But if you buy it by midnight tonight, we'll probably be able to get it there uh, on Saturday. And it's from one to four. Uh, the second thing is I'm going to talk about Philly sports shirt. So thanks for putting that uh, up, Mike. P-H-I-L-L-Y sportshirts.com. And that's where you can get what I'm wearing. John's wearing the nice new red one. Uh, Mike has the T-shirt and the uh, hoodie in the background. We got drunk Eagles fans. We got drunk uh, Union fans. So that's you know pretty awesome. Uh, the next thing I want to push before we get into the show is we have uh, beer labels. So we're doing this three pack. The three pack is a DIY beer label. You buy your own glass from the dollar store, a dollar or two now. You put it on. You also get a sticker and you get a magnet. So three for fifteen. There are two different styles. There's the uh, high life, but then there's the cross bats, like our main uh, logo. So uh, two other things from Jersey's. One is going to be uh, Jersey's does a uh, thing where they sell stockings and you can put your name on the stocking and I think it's $5. And then they hang the stocking up and then they use all $5 goes towards some charity of their choice. And Mike, if you just want to talk about the thirds, because um, I think you'd be better at uh, explaining and what it is and where we're going to be, how, how we're doing it. Um, and Sure. So um, there's a foundation called Wiederman Steiner Syndrome. Um, we are supporting on Saturday. Uh, it's a very rare genetic syndrome that uh, affected, affects about one in every 25,000 births. Just so happens that our youngest daughter uh, has Wiederman Steiner. Um, and so uh, this is a non-government funded foundation. And so every dollar raised will go either towards uh, research for treatments, um, specifically research for treatments of uh, gastrointestinal and behavioral issues. Uh, but also um, next summer, the foundation is having a conference and 
some of the uh, funds raised on Saturday will go towards scholarships for families to come together and get to see uh, doctors that specialize in these rare conditions all on one weekend. And that's huge for these families when, uh, you know, it, sometimes they can't get to these doctors. So uh, that's Wiederman Steiner syndrome. Uh, we'll have the uh, it's on our page, uh, the link. We'll have uh, a QR code there Saturday and you could donate straight to the foundation. Perfect. Uh, thanks, Mike and Alex. I can see. Thank you for posting the link uh, to the Amazon wish list, hashtag DPF cares. So that's pretty cool. We really thank them for doing that. Alex and Sig, when you buy them, it's going to go to Alex and Alex, Sig and a bunch of us are going to bring all of the items to Jersey. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I think there's close to a hundred items right now, which is awesome. And that's not even like the people that are coming um, to the event and bringing their own unwrapped gifts for Toys for Tots. Uh, so thanks. Jumping in. So my segment, I wanted to talk about what's the difference between the 2023 Phillies and the 2024 right now Phillies. Uh, you know, I, I got out the computer. I did a couple spreadsheets. Uh, it's the fucking same team. It's the same team. Uh, and then I, I kind of thought about, let me look through each of the guys, each of the players who are here. We don't know if someone's going to get traded. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But my kind of big question was, where did we get screwed? And a lot of people are like, oh, the hitting didn't do well. And I totally agree with that. But if you go back the last 20 World Series, do you know how many of those World Series teams did not have a closer? Someone who'd pitched the ninth. Anyone want to take a guess? Mike? Zero. Zero. None. Not a fucking single fucking team is doing <laughs> it by fucking committee. It doesn't fucking work. You need a fucking guy who has fucking humongous balls that goes out every fucking ninth inning. And wants to hold the fucking ball. Not like this Josh Hader. I can't say that word, but, you know, Papa John's word. <laughs> pitch twice. The dude won't pitch twice in a row. Like, I don't want a dude like that. I want a dude who's like, I, I, yeah, I'm good. Even if he isn't good, I don't give a shit. He's going to say he's good. Let the coach determine if he's not by his velocity and whatnot. They need a goddamn closer. And I'm sick of this, you know, by committee because – we weren't good enough two years ago. We weren't good enough last year and nothing changed. So how are we good enough now? We're not. There has to be a ch change in a philosophy. And that's going to be a tweak, right? Because they're, these guys, you're not going to all of a sudden get Kyle Schwarber to be able to bump. Um, but what you can do with Kyle Schwarber is not put him fucking leading off. Because do you know what that does? It just clogs up the base paths. Tell me another team that where a guy's on first. Let's say Schwarber's on first. Let's say the next two guys get out. There's two outs. Your four hitter hits a double. I would say that 95% of the teams, that guy's scoring because he's running on contact. Schwarber gets the second on a double, you know, by the batter, and we're fucking happy. If he gets the third, it's like fucking amazing. You cannot clog up the base pass. So that's like the subtle tweak that needs to be done. The other thing that I looked at was Trey Turner. He can't be this bad against left-handers. He has to be a little bit better. Nick, if he's here, he's still going to swing and miss at 35 to 45% of balls outside of, of the zone. 
Um, but here's where I want to go. And I wanted to kind of open up questions to the other guys here. What one position, and it doesn't matter, say it's starter, we can only do one thing. What do you want to do? And I'd like to hear from both of you on that. Go ahead, John. Oh, um, I'm going to go, um, I'm going to swing into the dark, and this ties into something later, but um, I, uh, and not a lot of people, we've talked about it, but not a lot of people are mentioning it, and everybody's caught up because, you know, the aura of the guy. Garrett Stubbs, he, uh, uh, he's nothing more than a glorified clubhouse DJ. Like, let's just, like, just throw it out on the table. I love the guy. I love his spirit. I love his enthusiasm. I love, you know, he's a great clubhouse guy and all, but does absolutely nothing for me on the field. John, and, when was the last time we had a backup catcher that wasn't a fucking mascot? A long time. <clears throat> Todd Pratt? I don't know. Maybe yes. he was the starter, but. <laughs> It might have been Todd Pratt. I, that's what I'm saying. Aaron Ruff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, on, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 who's the dude? He had a pretty decent year as a backup the one year. Uh, what was that, Rupp? Yeah. Was it, yeah, 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 Rupp. Yeah, like, Rupp was Rupp. all right. 15 or 17 homers. Rupp was uh, all right. You know, in, a, in, a, in limited play that year. Coasty yeah. was my guy. I loved Coast. Coast yeah. was decent. But and I mean, like... It, my main point about it is, I get I get what you're saying, Chris, but JT can't be catching 130 friggin' games every year. It's just, and he he struggled last year, and that just adds to it. Like you can't have him struggling. Um, what's he got? Like two years left. We we need like every pretty yeah. much every ounce of him down the stretch each year. So I I think our guy is right at Triple A. I. I mean, but I know they're not going to do nothing because they just signed Stubbs. But just hypothetically speaking, if they wanted to throw Stubbs at a deal or something, or you know, whatever, like if Stubbs yeah. wasn't here, I bring up Marshawn. And Marshawn was up here before, and he played exceptionally well. When uh, didn't he play for? Wasn't JT out for a little while a couple years ago, and he came up. Yeah, he did. and he played exceptionally well, like f filling in, and then they kept him up as a backup for a while, I believe. So, um, John, your idea is less time on the field behind the plate for JT, a better backup catcher who you can play yeah. forty or fifty games. Okay, I I yep. don't disagree with that, Mike. What yeah. you got? Yeah, I mean, you covered the Schwarber to like the four or five hole and get it him out of for uh the one hole i think it's and uh, you know we've talked about this before but i think it's defined roles in the bullpen right so uh to your point earlier hey we've you you have a guy that pitches the seventh inning you have a guy that pitches the eighth inning you have a guy that pitches the ninth inning and we have those guys they just have to sack up and do their job right and so yep. i don't care who it is in the seventh, eighth, or ninth, if it's um, Kirkering in the seventh, Sir Anthony in the eighth, and um, uh, Alvarado in the ninth, let's do that. And if you know one of them stumbles, then we shuffle that deck. But and maybe it's even Hoffman in there too, right? But defined roles as a, as a as the end of the game bullpen comes along, um, and if that's some you know where we can get someone that um is a is a you know not nomenclature a closer so be it i you know i was a proponent of hater 
until you guys keep talking about he won't pitch two days in a row. I, I don't know if he would pitch two days in a row on a contender rather than on the Padres or wherever else he right. was at before that. But, um, you know, that's I think that's my thing, right? It's a change in philosophy for Topper. He loves this. I don't know, whoever's available and whoever's around and whatever I feel like. Well, no, you you get a starter that goes five, six, or seven, and then you have a seven, a six, seven, eight, nine defined role. Yeah. In the bullpen. That's me. I, I mean, I guess the last point I'm going to say is like every GM's talk to everyone and everyone's interested in everyone, right? Like that's a little annoying about the trade rumors and things like that. And before, like I feel like the last couple of years, we knew Turner was like the number one object. I don't know who it is this year. I really don't. Yeah. But I feel like it's not Otani. It's not Yamamoto. It's not going to be those dudes. And, you know, I worry that this fan base is so loyal to dudes and not loyal to winning because they don't have a yes. ring. So if they want, if, if Bohm has to go to get Bregman, Bregman is fucking better than Alec Bohm, period. I, he's not younger. He's just better. He's a better hitter. He's a better fielder. He's just better. So if like that's the deal and they have to give him up, I'm cool with it. They get to give Castellanos, yeah. like obviously I'm good with it. People want to say, you know, Bregman's a cheater. Do you know what? Think about 79 in Rose. Rose was cheating, but guess what? He came in 79 and got their Phillies act together and 80 put him over the hump. They don't have someone who's a fucking winner like that. Turner isn't like he's a winner, but I don't think he's vocal like that. I think they need someone who like knows how to win and is that guy. Boom, like he's like, you know, think about this. Everyone loves Alec Boom, and I do too. But he's droopy dogging it just as much as Nola. Like, oh, always complaining to the umpire. Play the fucking game, man. So, like, if Boom goes, I'm cool with it. If Stott goes, I don't love it, but if I get a ring, I'm cool with it. Um Oh, and, and that's yeah. kind of where I am with it, uh, guys. So I, I don't know who's up next if we're doing uh, viewer comments, but I, I'm just – the Phillies are no better right now than they were last year, and that's not good. Uh, I got a I question. Uh, got a question for you, uh, Chris. What do you think I, – I heard this on uh, I heard this on the radio earlier, actually, about Bregman. What, what, how would you feel if they somehow got Bregman, right, moved mm -hmm. Bo over to first and DH Tarper and got rid of Schwarber? I'm cool with that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm I, cool with that. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I think Harper rules the roost. So if Harper doesn't want to DH, Harper's not going to. Yeah, that's it, true right? too. Yeah, like, it he's all just depends not on going too. to. Like, th yeah. there's a GM, and there's like he's the right. real GM, but uh, you <laughs> he's know, like I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it all comes down to like getting a ring. I don't know. Like, John, you're the young buck. Listen, man. Like, Mike and I are getting up in age. We got, uh, you know, a lot of uh, limited time. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's limited time. The way we drink too, like our fucking livers aren't good. Like I don't know. Like I, it could be just this year. I want to fucking win. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, the the, the window Agreed. of opportunity is is shrinking. It's closing. So let's get it done. Wheeler's gone. So um, I think we're going to John Go and on. talking yeah. about uh, 20 years of CBP. So what's up, man? Okay, yeah, I, I mentioned this to the, uh, the guys, uh, you know, within the last couple of weeks, and I noticed the the 20th year of uh, CPP is coming upon us this season. 
And I still remember I went to the very first game there. So I just, real quick, I'm not going to bore everybody with paragraphs or anything. I just uh, went online, came up with like a top 10 of, uh, you know, the best moments to happen there. Then I'll just share a couple quick, like real quick moments of my favorite, like me actually being there. And then, you know, throw it to the guys in whatever their best moments of them being there. Got to start off with the 0-2 pitch, the World Series winner. Brad Lidge, Brad Lidge in that famous pose, throwing that ball to, to, to Ruiz. I mean, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget where I was at. I remember I was at the bar, bar and I just ran around a neighborhood, went to all the Oxford Circle bars, honking and shit. But, I mean, you got to start off with that. Uh, Roy, Day, Roy Halliday's no-hitter in game one of the 0-10 o- uh, division series. You can't beat that. Jimmy Rollins walk off double in Game Four to NLCS in 09. You got Victorino's Grand Slam in the NLDS in 08, Game One. Uh, Phillies clinched uh, the NL East on the final day of the 2007 season. I remember that because I was with Papa John that day. <laughs> we were actually down the casino. <laughs> Papa John uh, popped in the comment and dropped the p word already. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I was cracking up. I was trying Adam to boy, Papa John. <laughs> Letting them rip. Uh, Aaron Rowan crashing into the fence. That's iconic. Like balls to the wall play. I mean, they actually padded because the, they didn't have padding back then. They actually added the padding after that on the on the fence back there. Bryce Har- Bryce Harper's walk off grand slam against the Cubbies. Uh, you got. What's the other one I have written down here? I got it in my notes here. I mean, uh, Ryan Howard's 58th homer, Chase Utley's speech after the, at the after the parade, world fucking champs. I mean, this, there's just so many like moments. Like I had more, but I mean, I just tried to narrow it to like a top eight, top ten of what actually happened there. But I mean. My real quick, I'm not going to draw on too long so, uh, so you guys can share your moments. I remember I went to the actual very first game. Remember when they used, to, when CBP first opened, they would do two exhibitions. Before interleague play, they would do two exhibitions against an American League team. Yeah. And it was raining. It was raining cats and dogs. My buddy's like, dude, we should just go home. They're not going to play. I'm like, fuck no. We're not going nowhere. We got all this beer. They're, they got all these people waiting too. We're got, we're not leaving. And finally started at like 3.30. I walked in. I was like a kid in, in school. I was like a grade school kid. I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Fuck the vet. I was cursing the vet like right away. It was just, it was like a cathedral when I walked into place. And it was an exhibition game against the Indians. But I mean, I got that. Right behind me is one of my favorite moments I was not there for. You can see the kid getting zapped. The one and only time someone got tased at CBP. It's, it's just, it's, look at him, dude. You know, when he's getting zapped, it's just like, such an iconic picture. I was not there for that. But I mean, I got so many memories. You're talking about the, you know, your top moments. Like, I'm, uh, you're about to get thrown off because, like, first it was like Bull Dorham, you didn't watch it. Now, like, how is fucking Bryce Harper's home run not number one? I was just, I was just gonna ask. Oh, I, was, like, I was gonna throw it out there. I was gonna throw right, it out there. Right, I, oh, I thought they were in order because I was like, I don't know. Like, that's gotta be oh, like no, iconic. No. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's no, what it sounds like. Leave that I was gonna throw that, criminal. I was going to throw that in there because I was there for that. So I was going to throw that yeah. in there. Yeah. But um, I I wanted to highlight his grand slam for the the cubbies that one. That was year. awesome. But um, the one when when they beat uh when they beat the aim not last season but the season before when they went to the World Series versus Houston, when he when Harper tied it and Stott hit the game winner against against Otani and the Angels, I was flip, flipping up and down. I had my Stott Sunday special uh Lehigh Valley jersey on, but um. So many great memories. The first, actually, real quick, the first year of CBP, that was the first time I actually wore a costume. I dressed up as Spider Man for forty games, a very lit, <laughs> a very lit Spider Man, and I cut was a hole tight? in the mask. <laughs> no, was I tight? was actually, I was actually a little finesse back then. I, I right, was actually, right. yeah. Oh no, I meant like you could still be skinny if it's tight. I'm just like you know. And then, like, I had no pockets, so I would wear shorts with it. I would wear, you know, be like lounging Spider-Man. But all the <laughs> vendors got to know me and shit, and it was pretty cool. Uh, and the reason why I asked if it was tight, I would have put a fucking salami under my suit. Like, you know what? You're walking around, and it looks like you're fucking packing heat. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. Yeah, I did. I wore, opportunity. <laughs> I wore a jock strap for the superhero bolts. <laughs> Difficult in the bathroom, but hey, the ladies loved it when I was walking around the concourse. What what do you got? What's your favorite moments that you've witnessed the, in person there, guys? So um Chris kind of took my number one. My daughter, um, when she was a senior in high school, wanted to go and visit Penn State and Westchester, and it was my job to take her, and she called me on a Thursday. I was uh, traveling for work and she said, um, can we switch the order in which school we're going to? Because uh, on Sunday is game five of the NLCS at CBP and uh, I'd like to go. And I was like, yes, we can. And that I met you guys in the parking lot. That was, first yeah. of all, I hadn't seen you in a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, had a 700 level logger with you and then went in and uh, eventually Got to see that uh, Harper home run that you were talking about, uh, Chris. Um, another uh, really cool moment for me was uh, we took a tour as a family uh, with my brother. Uh, we got to walk around, you know, on the field. And, uh, and I've now done that in several stadiums like Fenway, Progressive Field, Wrigley, and, and CBP. Um, the, if you guys have a chance to do that tour, it's really cool. Uh, especially if you're a huge um, Phillies fan or a fan of any of those ballparks. Um, and then I think um, not actually being there, but you were talking about the Lidge, uh, you know, the last out of the world series. And, um, you know, I was in a, I was in a bar in Phoenixville. We bought them out of champagne. We ran into the street with bottles of champagne and I, gave one to a cop and he just started drinking it dude and like you know that that's not a time i was there but that's a you know yeah, an iconic awesome, moment man. that i remember because of cbp so um yeah really cool memories uh, i call it mecca like you you were talking about you were cursing the vet like i played at the vet um i i went my whole you know growing up from when i was born to 2003 I got the vet to 71 to 2003 commemorative hat on. And as soon as I walked into that 
to Citizens Bank Park, kind of like you were talking about. Uh, I was like, wow, this is this is Mecca. This is where every Phillies fan wants to go. So um, just a cool spot. I also like how they've evolved it over the years. So they didn't just oh, keep yeah. it the same um, thing every time you went. Well, you know, it's evolved with different amenities over the years, and I enjoy that as well. So what about you, Chris? Um, so my, I have three, um, two of them are for, two, uh, 2008. One was that Brett Myers at bat versus Sabathia that kind of led to the, uh, John's moment with the home run. You know, I think it was a 13 or 14 pitch at bat. He's like fouling off balls. Like in CC Sabathia, it's like Brett Myers. It was just awesome. Uh, and the second is another, I'm going to go with another pitcher. So the moment I felt you know, as a Philadelphian, you're never sure, right? It could be, you know, we're winning 10 nothing in the fourth game of the World Series, and we're like, I don't know, like things could happen here. Joe Blanton hitting that home run and being there was like something that was like uh, just one of those special moments where like I felt that was the moment that was the tipping point where I was like, we're going to win this. I, I It just was like that, you know, certain vibe of it. Um, that was just like completely unbelievably special to me. And the last one is like, it's a little known one. I mean, it's not little known. I think it's the longest game, but I stayed for it all. It was like during the week where like Wilson Valdez uh, pitched in the, might've been the 17th and 18th inning. Uh, it was like a rain delay and like, it wasn't like Mitchie Poo getting over at like 4.31 in the morning, but it was, it was late. It was one or two, I, I think. And that was like, a really cool moment to like say I was there. Um, I remember that game because I went to bed, Carrie fell asleep on the couch and woke up to go to bed and woke me up and was like, yo, you got to see this. And I watched the end. That you was think cool. it's like a replay, right? Like you're like, oh, I watched Chris both games. Replay. Yeah. I watched both cool. games. Well, I watched the Dimitri Poo one at the vet. I had to go to bed because I was, I was, I was at Roman at the time. I had to go to bed for school, but I, you know, I put the old Walkman headphones on and I stayed up in bed with the lights out. I'm like, haha, they can't catch me. I ain't got the TV on. I got Harry on. And I listened to that. Until the, but I remember that Wilson Valdez one until I watched that one. So cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks for that, man. That's a little, uh, you know, yeah, you guys are great ones. kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> um, we're going to roll into a few comments. So I'm going to go back to the top here. Um, like you said, Chris, uh, Alex dropped the um, link in. So anybody interested in uh, a Toys for Tots um, or a Wiederman Steiner um, uh, donation, uh, if you buy the Toys for Tots tonight, uh, like Chris said, they'll be there uh, for Saturday. Uh, if not, come live and bring unwrapped presents. Um, Bud was saying Hoskins is missing this year. So I think what he's saying is, is a right-handed bat off of the bench would be nice. Uh, um, yeah. You know, for what you were talking about, Chris, uh, Papa John and the P word. <laughs> I don't know. John, he says, John, your dad, your, your papa says uh, you owe him 200 bucks. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, I think, I think, I think it was a jeopardy thing. He said for 200. I'm busting your bulk. Uh, Steve, classy, Steve is drinking box wine like a classy broad. Nice job, Steve. Uh, Steve, are you at a brewery at home? We got to know. He's home drinking box wine. I know, but he could be at a brewery like Steve's. Steve's a wily character. Steve gets around. 
I see his adventures. He could be at he's some a- brew uh, winery drinking boxed wine. <laughs> he's uh, he, Steve's also saying, uh, you know, preach a- a- around uh, you know the the Phillies being the same team, but maybe if we give Stubbsy uh, a few more starts and JT a few more days off. Um, you know, JT is resting a little bit more at the end of the season. So, yeah. you know, I get it, but um, I think John will talk about Marshawn's stats here in the um, winter league, and they're pretty impressive, quite frankly. So, in a little bit. Um, let's see. Bregman has back problems. I didn't know that. Do you, are you familiar with that, Chris? No, because I kind of no. looked, and he's playing 155 games for the past three. Yeah, two I haven't or three heard years, that. So I'm like, wonder, uh, wonder if that's an old thing, but yeah. or uh, you know, he's gotten over that, or maybe uh, you know, um, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't know that. So um, I don't know why Harper would be pissed if he's just the DH. Maybe Tasha, uh, maybe yeah. that's what she's talking about. That's my guess. Let's see. Late August business person special walk off against the Mets and Wagner that uh, started that late season run for the playoffs. That's a great oh, one. John. Yeah. Nice, nice call. So John used to be my ticket mate and I, John, we were at this game together. I believe uh, oh, nice. we probably had anywhere in between. It, it was really difficult. It was probably between like 18 to 24 beers each a day. Um, but I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I- Vaguely, you remember that? <laughs> uh, Tomei hitting the bomb. Um, that was the game one, wasn't it? When he, yeah. he, he basically they called um, CBP the park that Tomei built because he came at the end of the vet for a couple years and um, uh, got yeah. a lot of uh, asses and seats at the vet so that they could pay for CBP, if I remember right. Yep. Did he um, Did he hit 400? He hit 400 with us, didn't he? Yeah, number four hundred. Yeah, did he hit it? He uh, at CBP or the vet? I can't remember. No, I think it was at the CBP, the left left center. Was it okay? Yeah, I I I couldn't remember. I was trying to think of that earlier. Mike says last game of two thousand seven was his favorite game. They clinched. Jimmy got his twentieth triple, and the Mets choked. I mean, that can't get much better than that. Beautiful. Um, Alex says. The bar is looking good. So um, we we now have a garage bar and a basement bar at DPF uh, for everybody that's listening uh, at my house is the basement bar. Thank you, uh, Alex. You're invited anytime. Uh, in the growler is 60-minute IPA dogfish head. Uh, 08 World Series sitting in right field by the foul pole. People in our row are pouring shots up and down the row. Nice, Henry. <laughs> I, I got to go sit in your row next time. Uh, right. <laughs> I always think it's funny that the Phillies uh, were supposed to have the top bullpen, but they decided that, no, we want the bottom pen. Didn't want to hear the fans after a bad outing. Uh, Paul, uh, I think Remember I'm that? vibing on. Yeah, I think I'm vibing on what, what you're saying. Yeah. And, uh, tried to forget about that. Uh, last one, Sig. They did swap early on. Now the visiting yeah. team. Disagree. Yeah, that's right. So I, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So um, I actually have seats that overlook the bullpen on purpose this year coming up. And uh, just so I can kind of, you know, um, heckle the opposing team. So I can't wait for that. Cool, man. Hey, guys, thanks for all your comments. Keep them coming. We'll get to some more here in a little bit. Um, I'm going to roll into 
the oh dumbass of the week, guys. So um I got a question for you first, okay? So first of all, come uh the oh dumbass comes to us from Indiana this week. Um let me ask you a question, guys. Okay, just just use two on here, and you know, guys, if you want to throw it in the comments too, we can get back to it later. But this is kind of a now thing. Like, if you had an interview, right, for a job, and it was I don't know, let's call it sixty miles away, you didn't have a car. What would you guys do to get there? Uh, just throw out an idea. Bus. Okay. Bus. John. Uh, bicycle, maybe. 60 mile bicycle. I was thinking Uber. I was thinking maybe you would say yeah. Uber. No, I'm just or, kidding. Uh, you know, I was train, trying to be adventurous. Like I would be adventurous there. Uh, yeah, like a like a cab or something. David, I love it. I still have the comments up. David says Uber. Thank you, David. Well, one uh, RO dumbass of the week was a very resourceful, aspiring, exotic dancer. Yes, she had an interview at a, a strip club about 60 miles away, and she just decided to get super creative with her transportation arrangement. So she went to a car dealership and she um, started to look at a vehicle. And then she texted her friend and asked her friend to continuously call the dealership and ask for her um, salesperson so that um, after about four or five uh, times that they called, they, they got so distracted that she just, um, slipped out with the keys took the vehicle drove 60 miles to her um to her interview and then came back dropped the vehicle off at the business next to the dealership so she says and went home when she arrived home guess who was there guys the, the police <laughs> the because guess what when you when you want to when you want to take a vehicle on a test drive, you have to give them their your license, which she had done. They had taken a copy of it, and uh, so when the when she arrived home, the the police were there. She told the police, and I quote, "This is no big deal. I dropped it back off when I was finished with it." Unfortunately, what happened was uh, the friend knew that she dropped it off and took it from the from the. Uh, uh, parking lot next door the business next door and uh the car was uh you know recovered about 20 miles away um and so uh ro dumbass of the week is now facing felony charges of auto theft and identity deception and is facing up to two and a half years in prison rather did she get the job though mike <laughs> great question i do not know that answer <laughs> but rather than calling an uber or taking the bus or riding a bike uh, she's now facing jail time. So that's our own dumb yeah. mm. That reminds me. Um, that reminds me. Uh, remember the Jackass movie where he yeah. takes, uh, I forget which one, and he takes the car out for a test drive and they do demolition derby with it and he drops it off and he just runs away. <laughs> Johnny knocks <off>. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, Johnny, you're up, my friend. All right, so uh, just a little update on the farm, guys. Uh, we got the we got a good amount of our uh, Jersey Blue calls in the Australian Baseball League with a record of seven and one. They're in first place. They're they're pretty much kicking ass. Just highlighting a few few of the guys that have some pretty good stats. Anthony Quiron, I I uh, Quiron, I hope I'm saying it right. Catcher. 
391 average, eight runs, nine hits, one homer, five RBIs. Cade Fergus, which uh, shout out to uh, Jordan Disson's dad. I was just talking to him uh, the other day, and he said uh, Cade Fergus was uh, Jordan's uh, roommate last year. So his roomie pretty much having a good good season down there. Little mini season, seven runs, five hits, one homer, and eight RBIs. Kendall Simmons, a second baseman, 367 average, eight runs, 11 hits, one homer, and seven RBIs. And my buddy from down under for the Blue Calls, he's a native Australian, Rex and Wingrove, the first baseman, 571 average, three runs, eight hits, two homers, and uh, eight RBIs. And uh, just a quick uh, Brandon Fosnott, is that how you say it? Uh, uh, the pitcher for the in the organization. He's from Westchester, you. Yeah, he's two and out with a two two five ERA. Still pretty good down there so far. So, John, and, uh, why are people going to Australia if they're not Australian? Like, you know, Dominican's closer, Mexico's closer. Like, why are they going there? Do you think? Do not, you know, not, or do you? No, I've been, I've actually, it's a good question. I've been trying to actually dig that answer up because I was curious myself Uh, on their website. It just says we're part, you know, we're, we're partnered. uh, I get a a, affiliate of the Phillies, the Mm -hmm. winter ball affiliate of the Phillies. So I guess maybe because all these guys are, all these guys are on the blue calls. They sent down there. There's nobody above like high A down there. So maybe that's where they try to build them up. So they send a, a little batch down there. I'm not sure. I would, yeah. uh, I'm going to try to get that answer the next by the next uh, by the next episode because I'm curious too. I've been trying to dig myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so couple, I have couple guys. Hold on, okay. one, one second, Johnny. I, I got the comments up still, and uh, Jackson and David are, are um, asking you questions here. So uh, okay. first of all. Adelaide's the team to beat this year in the ABL. Jackson says, um, minor, the minor league boys are playing great. Um, watched Glenn, Glenn Dinning, Glenn Dinning hit a bomb for Melbourne a few weeks ago. So a uh, little comment there, but David asked, does the ball spin the opposite direction in Australia? <laughs> I, I wonder if it does. Like, yeah, I wonder. That is a good one. Little down, da- uh, a little down under slider. Yeah. That's, <laughs> A backup slider that you know rotates the other way. That's uh, and that's right what. Uh, before I real quick like these last two players, uh, that's what warms my heart. Like when I when I'm because I want all. The, by the way, uh, for those out there that are interested, the Giants games, it's convenient. It's on the weekend, but you got to watch it Australian time. So if it's like Friday here, it's Saturday there. So it's like. Thursday here, you're watching Friday nights. You know what I mean. So yep. you got to just uh, match up with the, the Australian time. But I mean, I'm thankful they're all weekends because I'll stay up late and watch them. I've been watching them. Now this past weekend's games were not on because Perth, the Perth Heat, elected not to broadcast their games. I don't know why. It's kind of a weird move. So I had to like patchwork. You know, when I was posting stats on the site, I was just following like everybody else trying to go on their you know, try to research and stuff. But um you could usually just go on their website, Adelaide Giants, and um you can watch it for free, create an account. But uh it's it funny you mentioned heart. that a- uh John, like about having to look on you know your phone and just get like stats updates. Like yeah. we're still doing that with fucking spring training here at times. If it's not on TV, sometimes it's yeah. not on the radio. You're like refreshing and you're like, 
all it'll have is like I'm on use the score. It'll have, you know, it was like five two. It won't show hits, errors, runs, who pitched, nothing. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. We can tell like how how fast the guy swung at a pitch and how far it went out, but like we can't put spring training games on. Right. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. It weren't yeah, it it um definitely like it's twenty twenty three. They should have like everything available. But uh there's an actual app. I have to. I think it's called the Baseball Plus app, where you can watch these games out on too. But uh, it just uh, real quick, it just warms my heart that like when I do post about the Giants and stuff like that, there are a few people that are like, "Oh yeah, I watched the game last night." I was like, yeah. "I thought I was the only nut." But <laughs> I was, I thought I was like a nut staying up. This is pretty cool. Now I can talk in the comments of people. But uh, yeah, I think it's cool, John. Like I honestly wouldn't have watched or knew about it. And even though I'm a baseball nut, I, you know, I know it kind of uh, went on, but I had no idea there was affiliations and things like that. So it's something great you brought uh, yeah. to all of us. Yeah, we Absolutely. got, we got baseball there. Um, the Australian league goes into like January. So like right up pretty much right up until uh, spring training. Which is by the way, like 76 days away. Just, yeah. Hey, I got a quick question that I want to expand upon uh, our beginning of discussion or, you know, a couple segments ago, John or Chris, either of you guys. So we talk about Marshawn. Um, he's tearing it up. Um, you know, what, what did, was he like that 370 something? He's second in the league in it. He's got like, he's got like 10 or 11 doubles, two or three triples, two home runs. Like he, he's tearing it up, um, offensively and we've seen him be decent, um, defensively. Right. So, and, you know, I'll flip the coin. Now, we know Stubbsy's a, a really good influence in the clubhouse, and he's a chemistry guy. And so I want to hear from you guys maybe and, and uh, maybe some in the comments. You know, what do you think the clubhouse blowback is if we if we make that move? Uh, if, you know, even if maybe Stubbsy gets hurt or um, we just decide, hey, Marshawn's doing better in spring training and we're going to have him be the, the backup. And, you know, what's the positive or negative impact that, that you guys think would happen? Mike, I, I'll yeah. chime in on this. And like, I, I just got finished reading a book about uh, it's called uh, the Bronx Zoo, but it's about like the Yankees of that time. They fucking hated each other's guts. They hated each other's guts, but you know what? They want to ring. I think it's like cool that they're all buddy buddy, but I don't give a shit. I, I really don't care. I care about rings. Like Sparky Lyle hated Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson hated Billy Martin. I don't care if they like each other. I think that's overrated. I think like if you have people who are winners and want to go after it, and, and I'm not saying Stubbs isn't, but I, I don't know. Like he he's a mascot. He really is. Like you know, I, I, it's funny, like he's on the radio station. I listened to the interview. What do you think the first question was? It's not like, Hey, how many games do you think he can play next year? It was like, Hey, is, uh, you yes, know, you're dancing our, yeah, is dancing on <laughs> yeah. our own going to be playing next song? year? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be asking a fucking catcher if like, Hey, is this song in your playlist? But like, that's what we all think of him. And if you don't, like, you're just not being honest, I think. But Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I just wonder, like, because to me, like, I, I know that um, great teams have chemistry, but I also know that when you have a team member that 
is really good in the clubhouse, but never contributes on the field, that starts to wear and tear on some of the, you know, I'll use quote stars, right? Like, Hey, when you're in there, you gotta, you gotta perform. And even if, yeah. And if you're performing, then they put you in there more so that, you know, maybe JT gets a break in this, you know, in, in this um, example. So I think Mike, the other thing that's important to kind of think about here is like name a manager. Who's like that hard nosed Dallas green guy. Like we don't like each other, but we all hate him. We don't like each other, but we all hate Billy Martin in today's days and day and age. And like, Papa John, I want you to say the blankification of America. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, like, oh, we have to have Rob Thompson, who's like, I want a dude like Jim Leland that comes out. He's, you know, smoking girts. Rip, and it's just like, in the stink. I stink. Everyone stinks. And if you're not playing better, you're not going to play. Like, that'll never happen today. And like, that's I called the, that. the, they're player managers now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with Chris. Like, uh, I got a kind of a beef though. They never asked fucking Sal Fasano what his favorite song was when he was there. We know it. It's <laughs> Rush. Yeah. Uh, it's my Rush, opinion, Tom Sawyer. <laughs> my opinion on that. Um, they signed. I mean, if they figure out in spring training, like, hey, Marshawn's playing his balls off. We get, you know. I mean, it's not going to cost much to cut stubs or cut them loose or trade them or whatever. I'm cool with that. But, I mean, if they decide, all right, we gave Stubbs a one-year contract, we're going to stick with him as a backup. Marshawn's only 24, and he gets a, he gets a full year. He'll get, like, another full year of AAA. And then, you know, you just let Stubbs walk next year, and boom. You got your backup next year, but I'm sure either way, JT's like, yeah, uh, dancing. I'm fucking dancing on my own. I'm catching the 130 games. My back's hurting, dude. Can you like swing a bat? Can you like call a game? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's it's definitely going to be an issue down the road. Cool, man. Thank you, Chris. You want to hit a couple of comments? Yeah, sure. Uh, all right, so the first one, uh, Chris, you are really handsome. You're like the rose between two thorns tonight. I'm really glad I tuned in. Wow, that was that was really nice. It was complete. Was that Papa I just made it up. It's not on the comment I was list. Gonna say, I was gonna say, is, is that Renee? <laughs> oh, I, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I thought so, Papa John wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, our friend Zig sent us uh, uh, one of these questions, and I kind of want to bring it up. He texted it before, but it, uh, and you know, I want to open it up to uh, Mike and, and John as well. Based on FBAR and BWAR, Zach Wheeler has been the best starting pitcher in the MLB over the last four years. Considering Verlander and Scherzer got, you know, laughs last offseason 43 average uh, annual value. Do you see the Phils giving Wheeler the same two to three year contracts at that amount or more years at a lesser 36 to 37, which is more in line with uh, Cole and DeGrom? Uh, let Wheeler walk to sign a younger Burns. My, my first pass at this is like, oh, I'm okay with Wheeler at three max. I'm not okay with, and I don't care about the money, honestly. Like that. It's not my money. It's not my money. I care about more <laughs> yeah, about exa- the years. Exactly. Like, yeah. Three years, like I'm cool at Wheeler, but anything more than that, I'm not cool. 
So whether it's 25, 30 or 40 million a year, like that's, that's the only thing I care about. But Burns, yeah, he's the stud in, in waiting that I, uh, you know, I've talked about that I want them to get. However, they have to get them. Yeah. John, you mind if I butt in? Go, go ahead. So I have a differing opinion and it's kind of weird. So I would be okay up to six years and I'll tell you why. This guy was hurt the beginning of his career so much that he is his not his arm does not have that much wear and tear on it, and that might sound weird, but I've read a bunch of articles about how um, you know he didn't pitch a lot in the beginning of his career because he was hurt. Now that he knows how to take care of his body, you know. Um, he he's healthy. I think he's got a little bit more longevity um, to get us through. You know, I, I don't know if six years I'm up to like six years. So four, five, three, four, five, six. That's just something that I'm reading between the lines and I'm on your team. Like it's not my money. It's reasonable. So give, them, yeah. give them whatever. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. It's not, it's not our money. I think and now that you said that, my, my mind was made up about three years max like Chris, but my mind was made up on two years and a club option of the third. But now that you yeah. say that, Mike, that there's not too much wear and tear, I might be willing to go three years and a fourth year uh, option year. Gotcha. I, I'd, go, I'd go that far. I mean, you got to, I mean, but I think if they're going to extend them, you do it now. You don't wait till next year. Get the, get it out of the way. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to some others. Uh, so Butch is uh, Chris. Stay warm. So like we all know that the D, or if you don't, the DPF garage doesn't have heat. But that's why we got these hoodies, man. Like you got to get these. I'm warm. Mike's been in here in the hoodie. He had no problem. We didn't have no heat in here. We don't need no heat. You got beers and bourbons and whiskeys. Uh, but I may be getting HVAC. I'm not sure. Uh, it may take passing the hat at jerseys, and maybe I'll be able to get it. But uh, that's I'll funny. Bring some uh, cash. <laughs> uh, has Lenny ever been to the Drunk <laughs> Bills fans bar? Uh, no, but he has like an open invitation. Uh, he just uh, yeah, dude. If he if he is, you better tell me because I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I will like. It's a time limit. Like you have to have that in the stipulation because like, I don't know, yeah. there's a second floor here. I know he's been having some troubles with uh, paying rent right. and uh, I'm just not interested in uh, having a, a preloader here, but like, yeah, the dude wants yeah. to stop by. Yeah. I mean, he's the fucking dude. We're not going to take coke been... off the fucking bar top dude, but like you can drink some beers and shit. You can take your teeth out, known... put them in a goddamn cup. I don't yeah. give a fuck. He's been Lady, known to uh, lose, lose his teeth in weird places, too. Let's, oh, make a list. Dumpsters. Dumpsters. let's make a list. Lenny, Croc, L.A. Like, let's start Let's start formulating the list. Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, he's going to be at – he's at home now, and he's going to be at Von C. and Ball Birds tomorrow. So, um, Von C., we're doing this beer exchange, this craft beer exchange. So we have Second Sin and Von C. actually participating in it. And, you know, 20 to 22 others uh, bring in a cool case of beer. And, you know, everyone leaves with, like, one of everyone else's beers. And it's, like, awesome beers. Like, 
one of the dudes, John Gottschall, like he's bringing St. Bernardus. Like to me, that is like game over. And then uh, Steve Mould, he actually wasn't sure he was going to go. So he had me uh, take his, I'm like, I forget what the name of, oh, Sam Smith's. And for some reason, like six of the bottles broke. So it's oh, only yeah. 18 left in there. I don't know. Like I dropped it. Only six. Of bring another six Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Bring six more, Steve. So um, <laughs> uh, let's see. David, spring training rocks heading down the final week. This will be a good segue uh, after a few more comments. Uh, Mike's going to talk about spring. Uh-oh. Oh. Looks like we lost Chris for a second, so I'll uh, I'll bump in here. Um, yeah, you know, John, it says uh, one of the – Donna says one of the uh, comments on – oh, there's Chris back. Button. Yeah, I pushed the damn wrong button because I'm, like, going up <laughs> trying to get these things. But, uh, Steve says, I don't know if you want nails at your house, Chris. Yeah, probably not. I mean, my wife's probably, like, I don't know, who's worse, like, you or – the dude but it's it's the dude like trust me it's it's not me um can i feel right. brian's question hey oh yeah hey. yeah 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 so A brian man uh, go, go ahead go ahead mike so brian's asking if we uh he just joined and he's asking if we talked about a center fielder to um get us through till rojas is ready and uh, we actually have talked about this, Brian. So I'll lay out uh, yeah. my idea from got to be at least what six weeks ago now, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Nick Castellanos, Mick Abel, or McGarity, one of those guys, um, and uh, another prospect, maybe uh, for Mike Trout, Cash. Brian. So, oh, and Cash, that's right. So, uh, Mike Trout and one of their relievers, uh, so Mike can Mike Trout can come back home. Um, you know, we can have two of the best players in you know the major leagues right now. Uh, one at first base and one in center field. And you know that was that was something that I floated out there a long time ago. And we've seen a lot of rumors flying around. Uh, probably not something that is realistic, but it's uh, something that I think would be you know it would make it would it would make the 2024 lineup better than the 2023 lineup let's put it to you that way yeah 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 <laughs> uh so Shellhammer lv lark i don't even know how to say your name i know you're always on here and i appreciate it i feel like you're real like this is a world of warcraft name like do you play like massively multiplayer online role-playing <laughs> games and you just use your name because i love it i love the name but i wasn't sure but he was able to find internet connection tonight. Hello from the Skook. Uh, the Skook is like one of our like DPF. We love the Skook. The Skook loves us. I just think the internet doesn't love them because they're still getting that, you know, putting their phone up and like your mom is picking up on the other side and was like, mom, put the goddamn phone down. And you're like trying to get porn and it's just coming line by line. If you guys remember that, like it was so like 300 baud modem would be like, I don't know. I just waited 20 minutes to see Pam Anderson, you know, back in whenever it was like the late nineties. Uh, 1996. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, are there any DPF outings gained plans for next year? Not yet. Um, we've generally not done that, uh, but we're kind of thinking about it. It's it's more of like, you know, if we're having tickets or if it's a game, we're like considering it because like we can buy a whole section. 
maybe we can get one of us to throw out the ball. Like, I don't know, pick randomly or, you know, maybe we go to the Met stadium, we buy like a whole section and, you know, one of us again, throw out the ball, but you just throw it, throw it in the Mets dugout. Like don't even try to throw it to the catcher. Just throw it right into the goddamn dugout, right at whoever. It doesn't matter. But did, on a side note, before I kick it over to Mike, did you see like the Mets rotation and the Cardinals rotation? The Cardinals rotation <laughs> is like 36 years old. And the Mets, like, it's horrendous. It's like Jose Quint- or Quintana, McGill, like just terrible dudes. And I'm like, uh, you know, uh, like I, I feel better about like, yeah, that made me feel like Nola was like, all right. Yeah. Like that's not, I mean, he'll still get like, you know, he'll lose six, six, five to Quintana on like, you know, three fourth inning homers, but on paper, I'm like, I I'm like happy that I can laugh at something. Yeah. I it's feel like they're close to being eliminated. Uh, it's horrible. It didn't start yet. <laughs> There's a lot of got, Ben Gay coming out of that those two clubhouses. I'll tell you that much. And they got they got Senga. They got Senga. They're putting Senga out there as, as their ace. He's like a three. Agreed. Well, I'm gonna roll into um, why I love spring training, and um, at the end of this, I want to I want you guys to chime in too. I got a quick question, so. All right, so picture this. Everybody um, that's a Phillies fan knows that in the Northeast, it's cold, right? So as I'm as I'm aging, uh, 32 degrees, 20 degrees, that used to be not a big deal to me. Well, it's cold, right? And when February comes around, which, by the way, it's 76 days from pitchers and catchers, and yes, I am counting. Um, when, when that comes around, we've been like literally 120 to 150 days into what I'll call, um, you know, dreary, icy, snowy, freezing rain, et cetera. Right. And, uh, spring training to me is just like a, like an oasis at the end of that. I, I know that once the pitchers and catchers go down there, live baseball starting. I, I've now, um, plan our fourth trip. So this, this spring training will be down for at least two games. Um, and what I know is, is that after three or four months, um, depending on how long the, the Philly stayed in it, in the, in the fall that I'm going to be able to see some live pitching. I'm going to be able to, um, you know, wear shorts and a t-shirt and a jersey and 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 just enjoy um watching some of John's guys go out there and try and make the team. Um, you know, watch the superstars do their thing, right? I, I always remember going to the backfields when um you know the Victorinos and Jimmy Rollins and Utley and and those guys were, you know, they they'd get in that batter too and then they'd go to the backfields and one time I got to see a race between Victorino and, and Rollins and Victorino beat Rollins the first time. And Rollins got so pissed that he's like, we're, we're running it back. And he just, he just smoked them. And it was just something cool to see um, those guys working it out over after the, you know, the off season. I think secondly, um, 
if you've ever been to spring training, there's a really important part of uh, spring training, you know, specifically at Bright House Field. It's called Frenchies. Okay, so whether you have a, a a seat, a ticket for a seat, or a ticket in the berm, or whatever, um, you'll all you'll all eventually end up at Frenchies. And I there was one time a St. Paddy's Day game that we never even went to our seats. Um, you get to know the bartenders. You get uh, sometimes you get a home run ball that comes uh, out, it hits the roof, or goes over the roof, or comes through the bar. Um, it just a uh, just one of my favorite spots to watch a spring training game from out in left field. And then uh, the last thing is is uh, before I ask you guys a couple of questions is the DPF wife here loves beaches, right? And so some of the nicest beaches in the country are in that Clearwater area. Right. And so I am blessed that DPF wife here loves baseball too, but she's not as fanatical as maybe we are. And so she wants to also experience that, um, that weather down the beach, go in the ocean, that kind of thing. And and she's able to do that there. And, and, you know, it's just an amazing atmosphere. So, um, I think the the question I wanted to um, to pose to you guys is if you've gone, I I know at least Chris has gone, and so I say if because I'm not sure, John, if you've gone. Um, you know what is so if yeah if you've gone, is there anyone uh, or anyone that's watching? Has there anything that you loved about that experience that you want to share? So i just kick it over to you guys. Yeah, Mike, I'll I'll start off and it's the Frenchies thing and I'll just kind of tell a story. So I think I've been to spring training. I'm not, it's not 10 times, but I think it's eight or nine. Uh, I went two years ago uh, with my wife and Frenchies has like, I think six locations other than the ballpark dotted around Clearwater Beach. So they have this passport book, which is basically like, if you would do the drink at each of one of the places and, you know, get this passport stamped, you then get this cool shirt that says, you know, I drank at all places on Frenchies. Well, I think it's for people who were there for the entire, like, you know, they, they live there. Right. And they're like, Oh, I got my stamp in March. I got one in, you know, June. Renee and I, we got the goddamn stamps the same day we walked to every single place in clearwater beach and got the damn stamps and we got the terrible t-shirt but it wasn't terrible because it was like the experience so one of the things that's cool about clearwater is when you're walking around you are in philadelphia people are not wearing other stuff you're going to be like talking to phillies fans every bar out on the beach it's all Phillies fans in March. It is awesome. Uh, not to mention the games, but like you can walk everywhere. If you're staying in Clearwater Beach, it's a little bit more expensive, but like the beach was it, it, it is within walking distance. Awesome bars, awesome uh, you know, restaurants, fresh seafood. Like uh, I love the uh grouper sandwich at uh the Palm Pavilion, which is like one of my favorite spots. Uh it's just picturesque uh it gets you out of this damn weather and it gets you out of like that seasonal affectional disorder where like yeah, exactly. hey it's bright and i'm like feeling 
you know, you can do the Gabe thing. Like you can go and like, you can get a little sun on your, you know, on your bag. If you know, you need to, it, it, it I think it helps the serotonin. So that's, that's yeah. kind of like a couple of my stories, but, it, but it's awesome. If you have the chance and you love baseball, you have to go at least once, no okay. matter where it is, even if it's in Clearwater, it's not far. It's just getting to Clearwater to Clearwater beach sucks because it's one causeway and it's jacked all the time. So that's why I don't want to stay in Clearwater. It's cheaper, but like getting into the beach part, it it absolutely sucks. Johnny, yeah, I've never been, and I keep telling myself every year, yeah, next year, next year, next year, and it might actually be next year. I'm I'm trying to move. Uh, I'm going to be moving in like summer so i don't know if i can do it this year i'm gonna try for a weekend i got a buddy that lives down there uh roman grad chris uh huh. graduated with me he lives in he lives in tampa which is not far away he goes to a lot of the games down there with, with you know spring training and all and and the minor leagues um i definitely want to go what first when i was a, when i was a kid like I used to watch them. I used to listen to Harry and all that on the radio or watch PHL 17 when they were on there. But I used to think, ah, these don't count, whatever. But as I'm, I'm getting older and wiser to it now, it's like, oh, there's actual like young guys trying to make the team. This guy's trying to come up. This guy could be a trade piece if he shows off in camp, whatever. So I definitely... If not this year, I'm definitely going next year. I have a goal. I mean, I'm 45 now. I It's pretty much of a stretch of a goal. I said by the time I'm 50, I have to get down there. But it's going to be 46 at the latest. I have to nice. go by next year. Yeah, have you got to do it. Do whatever you got to do. You got to, you got to, you know what? Like you sent us those yeah. John calendars of each week, uh, each month. And we love those, man. You got to sell those. And that could be like the spring training fund. There you go. If you haven't seen these, like John's wearing a bathrobe. There's one where he has a plate. <laughs> There's one where he's wearing like a sailor's outfit. It's fucking great. Like it's the one, the know. one that's weird is with the one where he's fondling Harry's, uh, <laughs> Uh, statue that's weird yeah but uh, you know I, it's it's also special in a certain way right because like and it, it was funny like because it says you know in december john jingles harry's balls so it's so like, weird it was perfect it was it was perfect it was weird but it was perfect. if you read yeah, if you read the fine print it's the one two splitter <laughs> <laughs> chris bring us home bro yeah, so uh, the next segment we're going to go into is like what's in the DPF beer fridge. So this is part of a story and Mike's part of this. So we noticed that like when Mad Elf comes out where there's like cool Mad Elf stuff and Trogues was doing like this whole event and we're like, hey, can you get off of work? Can you go? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I can do it. Uh, and Mike's like, well, I'm going out to Penn State. How about I stop there? And I was like, would you mind picking up stuff for me? You know, like I'll Venmo you. So Mike's there and he's FaceTiming me and, you know, he's like showing all the beers. And I'm sitting there with like a pen and paper. I'm like, uh, Naked Elf, Peterbred Stout, Mad Elf. And like, you know, I think it was like, I don't know if it was probably like two cases worth or so, would you say, Mike, that you brought? Uh over just over that but yeah okay it was pretty close so what we're going to do 
today is I've never had this before, and I've had Mad Elf a lot. I've never had the Mad Elf Grand Crew, and it's a cork top, and I'm going to, you know, kind of try it and talk about it live on screen. Um, but what is in this and what makes it different? So other than the cork, like, why is this beer cool? Um, it's still 11%. Uh, it's only available once a year. The color supposedly going to pour burgundy as opposed to the Mad Elf is way lighter. They use uh, Balaton cherries. There's a uh, spicy Belgian yeast and the grain they're using is have like a chocolate uh, Munich and Pilsner. So hopefully it doesn't go all over me, but does it give us the pop? Yeah, a little bit. So I'm going to pour it on the camera and here's another thing Mike got me was the Mad Elf Chalice. Gotta have the freaking Mad Elf Chalice. Right? So it is currently obviously Burgundy, and I always try to coordinate uh, my outfit beers. So you know you got Burgundy <laughs> top on, you got the Burgundy hat. You have you have to have the Burgundy beer. Reminds me of uh, if anyone watched Friday, like the dad in it, where he's like you know he's belt the mushroom inside of the. Uh, uh, liner of the jacket, mushroom shoes. You got a coordinate. So. You got a coordinate. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> How'd you get fired on your day off? Delicious. Uh, definitely different than Mad Elf, though. Uh, just the Mad Elf. But this one's great. Uh, we're coming up on uh, the end. I want to, you know, do our normal ending. And, you know, as, al as always, uh, fuck Craig Kimbrell. Uh, fuck Scott Rowland, fuck the Mets, and uh, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll probably be back in two weeks, unless Christmas. No, it'll be before Christmas. So, off season, we're doing every two weeks. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Hopefully, we see you this Saturday at Jersey's one to four in Glenside. So, thank you, everyone. Out. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.